As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. If you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Bet responsibly. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So I don't know if you heard, but apparently former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. I was reading a press release about how he started taking a pH balancing alkaline supplement called Balance 7, and that's what has helped him bounce back from his hospitalization in 2015. He even said, I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me. It's important when working out, I always need energy to level up. Couldn't agree more with Lamar. After watching him fight Aaron Carter in July's celebrity boxing match, I think it's safe to say that Balance 7 is working for him. Cool thing is, we've got a promotion running with Balance 7 right now, where if you go to their website, balance7.com, and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout, you'll receive a free 4-ounce bottle of My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. That product retails at $13.99, so I'd say it's worth it. Again, head to balance7.com and use the code B-L-E-A-V at checkout to get in on the promotion. I know I will. If it worked for him, it can work for you too. Welcome, sports fans. Thanks for tapping into some Untapped Keg Sports, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, here with uh, the man, the myth, the legend. The fall belongs to ball, Monte Ball. Mm. Mm. How you doing, big guy? Tired, tired, but not not, not a bad tired. Just, uh, you know, we're, we're 
taking care of this podcast uh, super early. Might be the earliest we've ever recorded. No, before we went on vacation, we recorded one. Mm, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But uh, I'm 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 actually really good, man. Um, not like perfect, but uh, I'm I'm doing I'm doing well. I'm feeling good, man. I'm excited. Love the direction that we're taking this podcast, taking b- both of our podcasts, actually. Right. Um, it's good, man. It's good. It yeah, how are you doing? Um, I don't know, I'm feeling hopeful. Um, yeah. I Things have been good. I mean, you know, making that big move, making that big change. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, we've talked in the other podcast, so at least to hope and hope is a powerful emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the Brewers are NL Central champions. Uh, they got the number two seed in the playoffs, which is crazy. Um, it's exciting. I mean, that offense, I don't know how with that offense they got the number two seed, but they did. So hoping for big things in the playoffs. We'll see. And, uh, you know, just uh, another Badger disappointment. So it par for the course. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. Yeah, I mean. Let's jump into it. Badgers Gosh, Notre Dame, man. and to say it's a disappointment is not putting enough emphasis onto just how that game went. Um, ten was it ten ten thirteen ten at halftime? Um, oh I think it was thirteen ten at halftime. Badgers were down, and they lose forty one to ten. That's my thing. I can't really remember. Exactly, I, I, which I can obviously check here. Uh, I remember the game, but the score at that moment was it thirteen to ten going into the fourth? No, and they okay, okay. So, but they did obviously. Notre Dame did put up thirty-one unanswered points. Correct, yeah. I, I got to check that out, man. I I, I want to know what the score was going into the fourth because obviously the fourth. Fourth quarter performance was atrocious, atrocious to say the least. Uh, but obviously, oh, we'll get to the 10 3 going into halftime. 10 3 going into halftime. Going okay. into the fourth quarter, what was 10 10? Yeah. I thought it was they, not quite that there, but dude, they scored 31 points in the fourth quarter. Final score 41 13. That's worse to me than, than. That's right, because they drove the, down and took the lead, thirteen. Yeah, 10. dude. The way that they ended that game is, I mean that that that's if you're a coach, you have got to, and if you're a player as well on the team, you you and I'm sure they have. Obviously, we're we're speaking in hindsight here. We're speaking after the fact. They play tomorrow. So again, hopefully this week they are they did or currently are doing what I'm about to state here. I think if you are a player, if you are a coach, and you look at that tape, you watch the film, you watch the performance in the fourth quarter. The one thing I always say this: the one thing that you can't coach, the one thing that as a player you can't control is your effort. Your effort. Yeah. Thirty-one unanswered points in one quarter, RJ. Well, that's what I wanted to bring up was this defense held up. Like, that's the thing. 
this defense. Did oh yeah, those job. are pick sixes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and two pick sixes. So they take the they, they take the thirteen ten lead. The ensuing yeah. handoff, they give up a ninety six yard kick return for a touchdown. Now it's coming back to me. Now I remember this. And then it was just wheels off. As soon as that kick return happened, it was wheels off. This defense is so good, so good. And then you yeah, have yeah, this yeah, offense yeah. that is just, I mean, all aspects of this offense, I feel like, are poor. Um, when you watch this, <laughs> every facet of the offense is poor right now. Um, yeah, every from, single From the play facet. calling to the execution to uh, game plan, everything about it is lethargic. Uh it's boring. It's vanilla. You're in the fourth game of the year, the biggest game of the past three years, oh, yeah. probably. And you're going to yeah. come out with that kind of a game plan. I want to know, though, man, because here's the thing. We, we we talk about, okay, so again, guys, talking Badger, Notre Dame game. Um, Badgers now are, what, one and two? One and two. One and two, one and two yeah. Um, when you when you, when we rewatched the game, all the games actually this year, you know, again we've already talked about it. Mertz is not fully to blame here. You can't give one hundred percent blame to to Mertz. Uh, the offensive line is very spotty. I don't understand really what's going on up front. They're rotating some players. They're they're it's not it's not. There's zero cohesion, in my opinion, when it comes to the offensive line, the quarterback, and even the running back. There's that entire backfield. Um, from the line of scrimmage back. And my thing is this, man, when it comes to play calling, do you think the coach's confidence, like their confidence is just flat out non-existent, mainly because they can't even build on plays. You know, some of the plays that we all are looking to see or wanting to see second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, you know, that especially third quarter, fourth quarter, that's when you come with your counters. That's when you come with your jet sweeps. It's when you come with a little bit of misdirection because fatigue has set in. And that's when you can build on top of plays from the first quarter and second quarter. Do you think that the play calling is vanilla because they are not producing on first and second down? They're not producing uh, uh, <laughs> in the red zone, so they can't stack plays. I mean, you might be right. I don't. I don't know how much it is because... How much do you need to stack a play to run a jet sweep, right? Like we're not seeing it. We're how right. getting you utilizing your talent. Case in point, Isaac Garendo. You're not getting him to the outside. You're not right. trying to get him open in space. Like there's a little bit of a lack of creativity that has always been there. And yeah, then yeah, you yeah. see flashes of it and you're like, okay, where where is this during the other big games where you need it? Right? Mm-hmm. It just it feels like they'll bring it out for one game and then they'll just forget everything that they learned from that and then go back to scratch and then have to build up to it again instead of just yeah. implementing it into a game plan. I mean Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, let's say you run a jet sweep and it gets stopped the first time, you run a second time, it gets stopped again because they're keying on it. Now you fake it and you can run that dive up the middle. Do you think that you have a quarterback that can't? Yes, he's had problems handing the ball off, but do you think right. he can't do the 
faked a jet sweep, handed off to the running back. I mean, if that's the case, you that's have a good to question. make a change. Because that's a, if you yeah, cannot sorry. trust your quarterback to hand the ball off, how are you exactly. how, how how is he a starter? You have exactly. to trust him. Exactly. I think that's a really good point, actually, man. Um that I haven't heard all year. Even even you know, the other folks I talk with and, and, and I po- other podcasts we we've hopped on uh, have not heard that. And I think that's actually a really good point because yeah, Mertz and the center have as we've all noticed, they have the center quarterback exchange mishaps. There we've we've noticed a good amount of quarterback to running back exchange mishaps. So yeah, the mechanics that need to come into play that you need to utilize when it comes to faking the jet sweep and handing it off. There's a lot that goes into play there for a quarterback, turning your back to the defense, sort of like a naked, not a boot, but sort of the naked handoff where his entire back is facing the defense, fake the jet sweep, then do the handoff. Yeah, they probably don't have a lot of confidence in him to do that, actually. So that's the thing. When we talk about Coach Chris being the head coach and them demoting, I think demoting such a negative connotation for with, with but uh, Rudy going from offensive coordinator to run game coordinator. Now, I believe it is coach Chris. Now I think it has now finally come out. He's the head coach and also wearing the hat of OC. I don't think it's working, man. I don't it's, think it's, it's working. How, how but can you it, watch his offense but, and say it is? Yeah. But here's the thing too, is like people talk about, well, he was your offensive coordinator Monte uh, for X amount of years. When you guys landed Russell and when you guys had like Nick Toon, I think the personnel makes it a lot easier to be more creative with your play calling. Um, Do you think he just doesn't have any confidence, man, in his guys? I think that that's obvious. Uh, Yeah. Otherwise, what's the what's the excuse for being so vanilla? You can't you can't be running the same six plays and then adding like a a pull and a twist. Uh, Dude, not even. I'm sorry, go ahead. No. I, I, I'm so jacked for this conversation. <laughs> right? Like, you can't continue to do that and not get results and then say you trust the players to make the plays out there. Right. Like, right. that. what is the other logical explanation? Because we know that he can do this. Why isn't he? Is it complacency? Are mm. we, as fans, putting too much expectations onto this program that's not ready yet. Obviously, it's not ready. Obviously. Nope. My answer to that is no. I think I the agree. expectations are I think the expectations are reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> we're not even we're we weren't really as fans that mad losing to Penn State. We at the moment, obviously, yeah, any loss in the moment you're gonna be a little frustrated. But after the fact, a couple days later, even right before the next game, that being Eastern Michigan, we we had the opportunity to watch Penn State play other teams, and we were like, "Okay, this is a this is a darn good Penn State team." So, okay, that's that's hopefully we meet up with them again in Indianapolis. Well, then we really don't play. I mean, yeah, we play Eastern Michigan. You don't really learn much from Eastern Michigan, but then yeah, obviously we have a bye. Then we coming back after a bye, playing a big mm-hmm. game. When we talk about the Notre Dame Wisconsin game, the history of this game, and then you're playing in Soldier Field, the history of Soldier Field, and then you just talk about the athletic director, former athletic director Barry Alvarez, Notre Dame connection, all of the above. You can't put on a show like that. Here's the thing: lose the game. That's 
not fly, but okay, that that that's the result. Lose the game. Don't don't give up. Don't give up. Don't don't let a team score 31 answer points. So my question to you, RJ Man, is when it comes to this Wisconsin Badgers team, man, what what's what's the floor? What what the, what's the floor this year? Because we're it seems like we're still digging. You win to two find more it. games and that's it. I Dude, that's I don't. <laughs> we still got Iowa, Minnesota, yeah. Nebraska. I think is still going to be going to be a you know troublesome possibly. Minnesota. I mean Minnesota. Yeah, they don't have their running back, but still, that's still a darn good coach over there. So I, I the floor two more games. Oof. I mean, maybe they can't even win two more games, but I would. They better, right? But I, they, that's not bowl eligible. Mm, mm. Here's right? the thing: they should because Michigan always. You're 100 right. That's most definitely not. Yeah. So I think. Yeah. I. I. I like that. Take the. The floor is not being bowl eligible, and that's possible, man. I don't. The that's way possible. that this offense is right now, who do you have faith in? Like that's the thing. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna sit here and clown on Mertz anymore because we just no it it is what it is right with him although the turnovers come on man come yeah. on come but on come on man that's it like that's that's all we got so I'm not gonna sit there and clown on him but I am disappointed in this offensive line I'm disappointed in the run game like mm-hmm. period yeah 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 um but this defense is absolutely legit. Legit. So this defense, <laughs> the thing is, the pressure is on this defense to give up fourteen points or less. That's it, and then make a turnover. Get get your offense a short field. Like that's how you're gonna win a game. Dude, and, they're lights out. <laughs> I mean, they did it against a really good offense in Notre Dame. You know, they stopped them. They their run they gave defense up ten points. Ten points. Right. 10, 10 points and their run defense too. I think all three teams. Um, yeah, you obviously you know you got Eastern Michigan in there, but I'll I think that what combined, I don't even think the running backs have a hundred yards. Like uh, I think there hasn't been a hundred yards yet on the, on this defense. Maybe maybe not. I gotta no, check no, that. It's but, the number one rush defense in the country. Yeah, I mean this defense is Jimmy Leonard, man. This is Jimmy Leonard. We we talk about all the time. RJ his halftime adjustments, his his. Game adjustments. His I mean, game you can plan tell. Is always like on point, on point. It's nine day difference, and that's what worries me, man. Because yeah, defense wins championships, but you know, you, you sometimes, uh, you know, the offense has, obviously has to play a little better than they're doing now, and it's just the lack of confidence, I think. And, and and if I'm a defensive player, I wouldn't have much confidence in this offense right now either. Because, again, we're not asking for much, that being the fans or, or even the coach, too. Can we can we do it? Can we, can we, can we perfect a handoff? <laughs> maybe, maybe we're by, worried about that. Maybe by week eight. We're worried about that. Yeah. I mean, and it's, then it's, it's October. The, They're one gosh, and two. Gosh, man. I mean, and we then, knew that this was going to be a tough stretch, right, in the schedule. Mm, like, mm, this was going to be yeah. a tough stretch. But with Michigan, Michigan's always beating their chest. So they got Michigan tomorrow. Michigan's always, every single year this happens. Michigan State, thanks to the top of the top, they're beating their chest, coming into Camp Randall, and they get smacked. Well, Badgers are favored by 
No. Seven? Against I think, Michigan? Yeah. Michigan is, mm-hmm. uh, they're the 14th team in the country. No, nah, the ba- Badgers are favored. How? After watching that game, how can you favor the Badgers? Ever? Michigan hasn't played anybody. Michigan's played Rutgers. Michigan has played, hold on, let me pull it up. They they really do have not played anybody. Here, let me pull this up real yeah, quick just to make sure. I don't know if this Wisconsin team can beat Rutgers. <laughs> so, dude, Michigan has played Western Michigan, Washington, Northern Illinois, Rutgers. But so they, they've and, played Northern Illinois. Uh, yeah, that's a good that's good max school. Absolutely. That's a good program. That is a good program. So yeah, let me pull this up real quick. Yeah, Wisconsin, Michigan. Yeah, Wisconsin is favored. Wisconsin's favored. Indeed. Two and a half. Two and a half points. I'm laying the money, man. Two and a half points. And that's the thing, man. Then we can then we could oh sorry, go ahead. You laying the money? I'm bro, like I'm taking that. I'm taking that. I haven't bet all year. I'm gonna take that. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then and I think too it's it's you know, it's it's we don't know. But I before we move on to our other topics, just to kinda end this Notre Dame Wisconsin game. Um you know, when you when you watch that offensive team and that offensive side of the ball, um some somebody's gotta step up. That's really what it is. Somebody's gotta step up. It has to start on the line of scrimmage. A lineman, all linemen, somebody's gotta step up. And say we we can't we can't be putting this we can't put these type of performances on tape we can't we cannot we can't it's gonna that's gonna hurt with recruiting that's gonna hurt big time and and there just needs to be more more cohesion with the plays yeah you don't have you might not have the playmakers that you expected that you thought that you would have and mm-hmm. I'm talking to Coach Chris I'm talking to his 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 altered ego, that being the OC, all of the above. You, but you still, at the end of the day, you're still the coach. At the end of the day, it's still you're getting still you're getting paid to to make it happen. <laughs> Period. Make it happen. Figure something out. Be even more creative with your plays. Um, utilize their skill sets. Get them in the best positions possible to make plays. This is when coaching comes into play. Right now, this is when coaching comes into play. So. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. Don't want to beat what a dead you, horse. What do you expect uh, <laughs> from Saturday? Yeah. Um, I, I, I do think the Badgers are going to come out with a win because after watching Michigan, um, so Michigan, they're okay. They're okay. They're not great, but they're okay. They have a really good defense, by the that's way. So, that's they what do I was have, say. Their defense is always solid. They always have playmakers do, on that defensive side of the ball. They have potentially a first-rounder on that D-line and that safety back there, too. Um, really good, really, really good players, really good. Um, but that offense is not that great. Their offense, they they have a decent running back, but again, our run defense is is number one in the country. So I I, I do believe that this team is going to be a very low scoring game. Um, but yeah, we should we should win because that that defense is going to shut Michigan down. Yeah, but I think it's going to be very close. I think that two and a half point mark is is good. <laughs> what are your thoughts, man? Twenty four ten. Who you got? Michigan. Hmm. I mean, I just don't see this offense moving the ball, and I see this defense trying to be perfect and create something, getting beat over yeah. the top. 
just like I said against Notre Dame, and it almost came out that way. But it's just like that's that's I just I I got no faith. I got no faith in this offense. Period. Point blank. From the play calling down to the center yeah. quarterback exchange, I got no faith in anything. Yeah, I used to have faith in uh, you know the receivers. You get the ball in their hands, they might be able to make something happen. I just don't anymore. It's when the play calling, man, go in real quick, watching that Notre Dame game. I even noticed live. I even noticed some formations that he didn't switch up. He ran a play out of the same formation like four times in the first half, then came back in the third quarter and fourth quarter with the same exact formation and ran the same exact play. I'm watching it live. We watching it live. There were other folks with me watching it live, and we all noticed that. Yeah. Same formation. It's maybe it is that this offense is just these. You can't trust the players, but I don't know if you don't give them. If you don't, if you show them that, then they're just not is going to be the more of the same. If you show that you don't trust your players because you keep running this, it is going to be more of the same. Like, you know, make it fun, make it. I don't know. I think we've no, I hear you, man. I think we've prattled on about that long enough because we've been yeah, beating yeah. that same horse for three weeks. We honestly have been beating it since last year. So uh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what's most true disappointing. That. Like, if this was a one-year thing and not like a five-year thing, I don't think you and I would be so down. But no, 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 no. Like we've been saying this since Jonathan Taylor was a freshman. So it's pretty yeah. much the same thing. Uh, Let's, yeah. let's move on to some good football and uh, talk about talk about how hot the Denver Broncos are right now. Uh, are, I how real are they? Uh, that that that's 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 up to up for debate, and that that's you know they play the Ravens this upcoming weekend, and um, I I do I I, I do believe that they're going to win. I do. Um, I really do think they're going to win. But let's be honest, the Broncos have played the Giants. The Jets, the Jaguars, and the Jets haven't really played any teams. Um, but again, they are doing what they're expected to do because um, players obviously don't choose a schedule. Yeah. Um. So yeah, three and zero going into the Ravens. Hopefully, going to come out four and zero. But uh, it's going to be a battle, man. It's going to be a battle. How real are they? No one knows yet. No one knows. But what we do know is that Teddy Bridgewater does a great job protecting the football. Teddy Bridgewater does a great job of leading that offense. Teddy Bridgewater does a great job of making plays out of nothing. Yeah. And, and and his decision making when he is making plays out of nothing. It's not like he's chucking it deep across his body. You know, he's 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 making great throws while he's scrambling, while he's stiff arming players off of him and still throwing the football. So the things that we do know, yeah, Melvin Gordon's playing some good football. Javante Williams back there running as well, running very strong. Love that kid. Love the way he runs the ball. Um obviously defense is flying around. Flying around, Von Miller's feeling extremely good. He's look, yeah, he looks healthy, looks good, hundred percent healthy. Absolutely, after the shell in the back with Simmons in them, they're they're flying around. So here's the thing: we know the defense, we know the defense is there to play. Yeah, they got Lamar Jackson. You most definitely have to prep against that guy right there. But 
Denver's run defense, historically speaking, uh, and when I say historically, I just say within the last 10 years, does a very, very good job. Very, very good job. Um, and a lot of that is obviously Von Miller, Shelby Harris, et cetera. So who knows, man? I mean, I don't want to get too long with it on the Broncos because, again, they have not played much. They have not played. They te- they've technically played the three worst teams in the NFL. Well, now we're getting into some real football. <laughs> I mean, you can only beat what's put in front of you. So I hate when yeah. people use the strength of schedule thing, especially NFL wise, because you don't especially NFL. schedule NFL. And every NFL team is better. can beat you. Yeah. Right. Every NFL team is better than uh, we give them credit for. Yeah. Yeah. Just, except, the, except the Jets. Well, I was going to say the Jaguars. Um. <laughs> So it's gonna be. So who knows, man? I'm I'm still obviously Broncos in my heart. I love watching the Broncos. I'm gonna watch the game, um, but I do think they're gonna come out with the win, man. But I I really want to get into this Packers talk, man. That's what I really want to get right. into. Let's transition to the Packers now. Yeah, one. yeah. Forget forget the Broncos. <laughs> you know, looking in the rearview mirror and seeing uh, that Saints game seems so far away. Especially the people talking about is Aaron Rodgers is his heart in it, right? It's like. You watch him on the sidelines. It's like, come on. You watch him in that first game. He was mad. Like, come why are these headlines? It's why are these headlines? It's why are these headlines? Leave the man alone. <laughs> you know, he he had cornflakes instead of frosted flakes. So people are like, I just don't think his heart's in it. Gosh, right? uh, how are you cereal. saying you don't think his? How do you know if his heart's in it or not? How do you listen? I'm always in the camp that I put my stock behind Aaron Rodgers and this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting back on track, right? I still don't think the run game looks 100%. Um, that pass game looked perfectly fine for the most part. Rodgers missed a couple throws um, that he had. It, it is what it is. You know, just still, they're still trying to get their feet under them game speed. I really, I've, I never really thought this until this year that that preseason game speed mm. is actually necessary to get you up and ready to go. Because that, honestly, that was the difference. Their conditioning was poor in that uh, New Orleans game. But then you go out to San Francisco, you dominate the first half like you did. And then you played really well in that second half. Then obviously the thirty-seven second drive, like right. they all, they almost gave it up, but they didn't. And that's the key is they didn't. So hopefully they can continue to build on it. Uh, their defense has obviously figured something out that they're a little bit a little bit better. Although I knew that that second half they were gonna there there were gonna be adjustments made on the offensive side of the ball that the defense was not gonna be able to match. And those adjustments were going to be keep the ball away from Jair Alexander to the other side of the field. And that's exactly what they did. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know what this team is, honestly. I Right, right. They're a playoff team. That's all I know. But I don't know if they're a Super Bowl contender yet. They got the Steelers this week at home. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. Um, it'll this be is a different Steelers team, though. And that's, that's the thing. Different. It's... The Steelers can be had right now. Yeah, yeah. That offense is not that good but at all. Mike Tomlin is a really good coach, and he – Yeah. I just – I do not 
bet against Mike Tomlin ever uh, when it comes to getting a team ready. And the reason that the offense struggled so bad against the Saints, you stop the run, lose your ability to have your play action pass, lose some of your gadgets that you do, some of your emotions. Um, We'll see how it goes. And they lost the MVS probably is not going to play this week. Uh, The wide receiver who's deep threat. So we'll see if Lazard or somebody else can step up a little bit. MVS has been playing really well. Just in his route running, everything, he's looked really good. So we'll see who can step up there. But it always seems like they have somebody steps up when you have Aaron Rodgers chucking the ball. And, uh, you know, he has been good. Obviously, he's left a few throws on the field every single game. So eventually... Every quarterback. Right. But eventually, like, a lot... It's going to be a lot less than what it is. And... Yeah. Devontae Adams looks ready to feast every single week, too. So, we'll see. Absolutely. If... I have questions if you can if you stop this run completely how much this offense can move the ball because the offense is so predicated on running the ball which is so different from the Mike McCarthy years we're not still not used to seeing it as Packer fans um this is going to be a decent test because the Steelers have a really good run stopping oh yeah oh um, yeah and then the defense I really want to see this defense get after the quarterback. I want to see him rattle. The interception that Jair Alexander had last year reminded or last week reminded me of a Charles Woodson type play. So it seems like Alexander's like understanding of offenses, quarterbacks. He's gonna be making some plays that are unreal. And it's gonna that's yeah. like all they have back there right now. I've seen nothing from Amos and Savage. Who I expected to be one of the best safety combos in the league. Rashawn Gary, he gets pressures, but not to the same frequency that Zadarius Smith does. So I'm I'm very disappointed in that. But I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Kenny Clark is playing really well in the middle. Um it seems like the middle of the defensive line is playing really well and the outside is just kind of there. So uh, I hope to see, you know, that continue, obviously. Uh but we'll see what the defense kind of makes for adjustments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think obviously I think it was a great performance from 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 Aaron Rodgers. From that from the practice team kind of rallying together and then shutting up a lot of people. Shutting up a lot of people. Um and yeah, leaving 37 seconds on the clock is uh not a smart move. <laughs> Was definitely not a well, smart move for a Fort Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> giving him that know, much time. Can we talk <laughs> about Devontae Adams taking that hit to the head? And then, uh, did you see the helmet to helmet hit? I didn't see it, but I know that the, the questions about the concussion protocol. It's like <laughs> he said after the game that it was uh, not his head, it was his chest. He couldn't catch his breath. Um, and it did look like that maybe he took most of the hit to the chest, but Mm -hmm. I mean, the dude dove and led with his head. So where he hit him, that's, I don't know. I, it seems like Devonta Adams takes a lot of hits to the head that the league wants out of the game, but none of it gets called. And it's just frustrating. Um, Oh, wait. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm talking to myself. I did see that hit. Actually, I'm watching right now. I did see that hit. 
Yeah, there's no way I'd miss that hit because it was all over TV. Right. And so yeah. it's like, that's the hit you want out of the game. And there were questionable pass interference calls on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Like some of those 49ers pass interference calls, I think there were one for sure was, I don't know, maybe two of them were. Oh, yeah, the one on Tunyon. So there were two of them that were for sure pass interferences, and the rest were kind of ticky-tack. Um, yeah. Same with uh, on the off, on the other side of the ball, too. But you want that out of the game. And then Jerry Alexander comes in on a blitz. Jimmy Garoppolo throws the ball in mid-lunge, and Jerry Alexander just kind of like forms him in the chest, and they call roughing the passer. I mean, he didn't even come close to hitting him in the head. And it's like, what are we doing as a football product? What are you doing? Like, what is your end game? Because what's going on right now, the refs are impacting the game way more than they should be. And especially with this roughing the passer, you need to figure out what roughing the passer actually is. Yep. Because... That's going to lead, it already has led to so many uh, big drive continuations that have led to points because that was, that led to a first down on a third down that then they scored on. And Mm -hmm. that wouldn't have happened had they not thrown that flag. So that's, that's the, that's my question to the league. What is a, what is a roughing the passer? And I guess what is targeting? What are, what are you? What are the hits that you want out of the game? Because uh-huh. it needs to happen from a health standpoint. You want those hits out of the game. Throw a flag every single time you see somebody lunge at somebody with you leading with their head. Period. Whether they hit them in right. the head or not, if you're leading with the head, it's a flag. That's how you get it out of the game. Yeah, I think it's I, I, one thing that that I have noticed is the the when we talk about the entire NFL, um, all the games, obviously I haven't, I haven't watched every single game, but the refs, the refs are impacting the game right now, the outcome of games. And then also they're just impacting the way that players on defense are playing. Oh, oh how do you how, play defense? <laughs> what can these players do? Yeah, uh, an, an obvious helmet-to-helmet to a defenseless receiver. Yeah, that's a flag. That's a flag every single day. You know that. Everyone knows that. But when it comes to roughing the pass, when it comes to these other calls, it's like, wait, you guys, what what do you expect for these defensive players to do? This is a violent game. They are they are they are running at full speed. Yeah, they have great reaction times, but you have to understand how I, if I see the quarterback and the quarterback still has the football, you don't under you understand how jacked these players get when they right. see that and they have an open lane to the quarterback. Yeah. It's like Dude, you get paid for sacks. <laughs> so you, I, I I think something really needs to happen. Something really needs to happen. Um, Goodell, who, who, whoever it is who's in control of the refs, the refs organ, whatever it's called, really need to have a conversation with these refs. And I'm an offensive guy, but and I feel bad for the defensive players. Tom Brady even said something similar, where it's like, what what do you guys expect for these defensive players to do when they're flying around at full speed? Right. Real live time. Well, can't keep happening. This can't keep happening. It's, you're going to focus on taunting. That's like, that's the, <laughs> that's what gets me like something that wasn't a problem last year. It wasn't a problem at, at all. all. 
except for these uh, fragile white men up in the box who have so much money they're paying for all this, right? Like, that's the only people that care about the taunting. Yeah. Fans love that I stuff. I mean, come on. It's ridiculous. How do you expect for how do you expect for guys, these are these are grown these are grown men with testosterone off the chart playing an extremely violent game. How do you expect for them not, especially the running back? I can't even remember off the top of my head. This dude broke like ten tackles. Oh yeah, in the preseason. Yeah, broke like yeah. ten tackles, stood up, and was you know just jacking himself up, getting hype, and they threw a flag. What do you want him to do? Right. Stand up after breaking ten tackles, having an unbelievable run, and just stand straight up and be like, "Oh, here you go, ref. I go back to the huddle now." <laughs> it's like, yes, let, sir. Are they supposed to be emote? Emo- Why do you expect for these players not to have emotion? I don't. I don't get it. Because this is a very what, emotional wanna, game. And that's what you want to see. You want to see emotions, right? You want to see your favorite team play with passion. Absolutely. This ta- The refs are trash. I'm just going to say it. Flat out trash. It's bad. It's terrible. Get I, amend me, it. it do something. At, it starts at the league level, right? Like that's when mm. you have, like you're sending mixed messages. So what are they supposed to focus on? They're not focusing on the play anymore. They're right. focusing on what they are supposed to be eliminating from the game or whatever. Receiver, the DBs can't even, you can't even stare too long at a receiver or it's pass interference. Man, <laughs> so I get I get worried every single time Jerry Alexander breaks up a pass because, listen, that guy gets fiery. And I don't want to squanch that, right? I don't want to squelch that. I want him to be fiery. I want him to be, no, you don't come this way. I'm too good. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's gotta be that way. It, eventually he's gonna get one and it's gonna be like, mm, that's just business. Price of doing business this year. And it's gonna I hope that they change it. But then you have the person who led the taunting, wanting to get taunting out of the game, mm-hmm. right? And uh the Giants owner, John Mara, comes out of his box and just kicks those garbage cans over like you want taunting out of the game, but you can't even handle it yourself. Like, come on. Yeah. You can't handle your own emotions. That you don't even control. You just, and like, you're... I understand being a fan, right? I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I get it. But you are the one who controlled this rule, and you can't even handle it. You That's got what taken I'm out saying, of some man. defenseless garbage cans. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though, man. Do you expect for these players to not play with any emotion. It's like, what do you, why would that be an issue? I need someone to explain to me. I need for someone to sit down and explain to me and say, to my question, which is what is wrong with a player getting jacked up, getting hype live during the game, right after a run, right after a catch? Obviously, yeah, not taunting at the player, not touching the other player, not even putting his finger in the other player's face. That's, what's yes. wrong with that? What's wrong with that? What's what's wrong with it? I don't know. Who was the person who said, you know what? Mm, I object. I, I kind of want to get rid of that. Well, we know who that person it's, is. But yeah, it sounds like why? John Mara because his team has why? been terrible since <laughs> they won a Super Bowl. So he's sick of being made fun of, his team being made fun of. And he gets but to dear, save but his you're right. team because he is a majority owner. 
But you're right, though, man. It's it's that wouldn't be as bad. This whole trying to get rid of taunted wouldn't be as bad if they weren't. Or excuse me, no, 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 no. Let me say this. The yeah, the roughing the passer calls would not be as bad if they weren't so gungle, just yeah. firing straight at this whole taunting aspect. Like it wouldn't be that bad. It's like, wait, you guys are you're focused on the wrong thing here. Yeah. <laughs> Pass interference is 15 yards. That that's 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 a big deal. Rough rushing roughing the passer. As I was gonna say, huh? like pass interference is spot the huh? ball. So you better be it's right. <laughs> and then rough of the exactly so yeah focusing on the wrong stuff and that's just what throws off a lot of fans the whole no fun league and it, why are you guys focused on that stuff just wait till the fan control football league comes back man right take the Absolutely. league by storm if you don't Jody know what that is the- look it up google fan control football league we're gonna have some fun with it again this year so what do you see with the packers though? how do you see this game ending it's gonna be close i think it's gonna be a shootout i think it's gonna be close like the last game, even if the Packers are up big at half, I see them get this defense is atrocious. I mean, yeah, in every sense of the word, it's atrocious. I like what I'm seeing out of Eric Stokes. I don't know what Shannon Sullivan's doing. Um, Jerry Alexander's obviously a bomb, a ball hawk. I don't mm-hmm. think they the scheme knows what they want to do with the safeties. It just the, there's the safety play has been inconsistent. Mm. It's been, and you have two good safeties is why I'm so confused um, with what's been going on. They do make plays, but it's like, it's just, it's inconsistent. And it's like the communication, they, they lose coverage a lot. Um, something's wrong. They need to simplify it. Obviously some, they're trying to do too much Yeah, and it's creating a lot of confusion or you just don't have the players that you thought you had. Um, so I, I do, I see the game being really close, you know, honestly, I could see almost the exact same score, like, you know, 27, 28 to 30, right? Like I see it within a field goal. So, um, and that, at that point it can go either way within a field goal can go either way. Obviously I'm going to say the Packers are going to win, but, um, I, it's going to have to be like Alan Lazard, Robert Tunyon kind of a big game because I think Adams is going to get his, but I don't see him having 200 yards receiving. So, right, right. Um, Man, yeah, because they're going to yeah, be probably a high cloud over top of him. Yeah. They're probably, yeah, probably some man, some man, some man too. That's right. Absolutely. I, I could really see them doing that and taking him out of the game. And then mm-hmm. are you going to be able to get the run game going, which is a possibility when you have Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, but the way that this run defense plays, I don't know if you'll be able to. So, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a game. It's going to be oh, a game, but yeah, I need to show, shout out to times. Yosh Ninjman last week. Cause he played left tackle. Um, yeah. The Packers starting two left tackles were out, comes in, didn't give up a single pressure blocking Nick, nice. Nick Bosa all night. One-on-one. Nope. I mean, dude just That's balled impressive. out. So yeah, uh, hopefully he continues it. That was awesome. And uh, I just wanted to give him a quick shout-out. So one thing that we talked about on this podcast a lot when it comes to Major League Baseball mm. is the mm. uh, how much Major League Baseball dislikes 
new fans and dislikes fans being able to watch the games they yeah. want to watch. Why don't you walk me through your experience trying to find a, a Cardinals game in St. Louis? Dude, it's... Uh, um. Extremely disappointed, man, because it, it it's it's frustrating. It's annoying. It's very annoying. Right. So I'm back in St. Louis, right, visiting my grandmother. My grandmother's a huge baseball fan, huge Cardinals fan. And, you know, we were just going to watch the game, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, we're in St. Louis. We are in St. Louis. The Cardinals, they are the home team for St. Louis. The Cardinals are playing. A game. I think it was it was against the Brewers, right? Yep. Was it or no? Against the Brewers, so they're no, playing no, it's Cubs. Cubs, Cubs. Same difference. They're playing in the NL Central team yeah, in the end of the planet. I might be lying now. I can't remember. I think you're no. I think you're right. I know you Long are story. right. It was the Brewers because I wanted to watch that game too. Oh, was it the Brewers? Yeah. Okay, same difference. Still playing a, a team in their division. They, I mean, a team in their. It's important. Very, very important. This is St. Louis. This is a team that is literally 30 miles from my grandmother's home. Couldn't find the game. Struggled to find the game for like 35 minutes until I had to then just tweet out, how am I going to watch this game? Where can I watch this game? And folks told me that it was on YouTube. I don't understand which. Yeah, that that's easy access, of course. And that's going the thing. To YouTube, this but is I didn't supposed know that. to be like <laughs> the easy game to watch, right? This is yeah. MLB doing the right thing and making a big matchup free to watch to everybody. But the especially the Cardinals is terrible, terrible. Especially the Cardinals too. This is a team that was on fire. Yeah, the Brewers broke their broke their seventeen game going trying to go for eighteen game win streak, but at this time they were what. 14 games win streak, 15 game win streak. Were, that was their 10th or 11th win. Yeah. 10th. So this team is on fire shooting for that wild card game. Why can't I find this game? And this was one that was on YouTube. I think the day before or or maybe two days before I still struggled with finding the game. And I had to then just create an account on a platform and then obviously try to search for the game there. But again, this goes back to what Arjun, we talked about it, man. Where, why, why? Why? It's it's a sport. It's it's the Cardinals are an amazing franchise. Have fans all across the planet, the country. All I mean, come on. Why can't I find the game? Why my home team? Why does Major League Baseball hate fans? That is the most frustrating thing. You have no idea how upset I was because oh. I'm like. I understand because I haven't oh, yeah, even yeah, watched yeah, yeah. a single Brewer game all year. Like, <laughs> that is not okay. It is not okay that I cannot watch the Brewers when every other year I could, and now a new station buys it, and they basically mm. are like, you can only watch it using these two services because we're not going to provide it to any others. And it's like, what? Why can someone in Wisconsin not watch a baseball game? I mean, come on! It's pay per view. It's it's pay per view now. That's that's that. In my opinion, that's the direction that it's going to continue, continue to go. They need to you figure have it out. Pay to watch because this this sport is not going to stay as popular as it is. It, oh, it already even, is going no. down. But I mean, it's just it, it's annoying and it's frustrating. And honestly, the, why are the players saying they're something? pay gating? I don't even know if they realize it's as big an issue as it is. 
pay gating. Please right. continue. You know, they, they're putting gates up to watch this so that you have you have to pay right. to watch it. So now you have you basically have to be middle class to watch a baseball game. Middle class or above. If you are lower class, you cannot afford to watch a brew, uh, any game on TV. And who listens to radio nowadays? Nobody. I, like, I will honestly physically try and find Bob Euchre, but that's because it's Bob Euchre. When it's not Bob mm-hmm. Euchre anymore, am I going to try to listen to the radio broadcast? Probably not. I'm probably just going to watch on my phone to see how it's going. And I don't even... I can't even tell if the pitcher is doing well, the hitters are doing well. I right. can't see anything. Like, is it, you know, is the outfield and the defense playing decent? Like, you don't, you don't know. You don't, you don't know when you're just watching that app and you're seeing the balls come in. So, I don't, I don't know why Major League Baseball just can't figure out how to let fans watch, but they need to. If I'm Currently, right now, obviously living in Wisconsin. I should not have to struggle to watch a Brewer game. Right. Period. End of discussion. That's a wrap. That's done with. I'm living in Wisconsin. I can watch every single Packers game, just about. Let's say like about 97% of the games. 99. 99% or 100% (laughs) of the games you can watch for free. Exactly. Bucks. I can watch just about every single Bucks game. No questions asked. Easy to find. Brewers. Because here's the thing, guys. We're not talking lacrosse. And here, I'm not, I'm not making any jokes to lacrosse folks who play lacrosse or anything like that or golf. You would just imagine. You would just expect for those to be difficult to find because those are fan bases. Those are sports that are still growing still on the climb but yeah baseball is literally america's sport was but let's be honest that is historically speaking is is the game why can't i watch my home team and when i say in my home team i'm just saying like wherever i'm located why can't i watch that home team for free that's it's that's extremely distasteful that it really is i no first off you want me to pay those high ticket prices and then pay for expensive food at the concourse uh, of, of these stadiums but now you're making it difficult to watch the games because you have to pay money to watch even if you're at home it's going to be difficult for major major league baseball to to continue to grow it's gonna be difficult and the thing is we're not talking like you know 10 bucks a month, five bucks a month. Like we're talking like 50 bucks a month. Oh yeah. For a cable package that includes the channel you need to watch baseball. That's a lot of money. Think of all the Starbucks you could get for 50 bucks a month. I mean, come on. Do you think that is man? Because, because of these contracts, man, I mean, these players, these players are getting massive deals. I mean, it's part of it is the, uh, how baseball teams make their money are their mm-hmm. uh, network deals. So, right. like that is how exactly. how the teams really make a lot of their money. But right. Major League Baseball has an issue that is greater than that. So you you know if you want to be more popular, which it feels like Major League Baseball does not, then this is a problem you take care of. But uh, otherwise, you know, status quo, keep go, 
keep going with where you're going. So because I think the point that you made the last time was so brilliant where it's like it's yeah, I'm a grown man. I I'm you know, I'm starting to get into the game of baseball, but I'm not gonna play the game of baseball. I'm not I'm not aspiring to be in the league of right. baseball. I'm 30. But when we talk about the youth, we talk about five, six, seven, eight year olds, it's like I remember watching the game of football and wanting to play in, in the NFL because I was watching it, I was talking about it, I got to see it. A lot of these kids aren't seeing it, man. And that's unfortunate. I mean, and that's unfortunate. We, we've had this discussion for a few years mm-hmm. with Mike Trout, best player in baseball. Exactly. How many people know that? Not many. And not many have no. seen him play. So they don't even understand why. Like, this dude is on another level. Like, if he was mm-hmm. playing with that jacked baseball that they were playing with, you know, back in the day, like, his numbers would be just freakish. And, or, I mean, they were worst pitchers at that time too like a lot of pitchers and with specializations it yeah. it's gone a, the pitcher's way and away from the defense but i just i want baseball to do better for themselves more than baseball wants to do better so that's what's frustrating absolutely so absolutely. Uh, you know we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about uh real quick the cardinal 17 game winning streak yeah, yeah, yeah. 1.3% chance of making the playoffs at the start of August. Clinched In the Maine. other day. While the second wild card, they'll probably play the Dodgers. Or maybe they'll play the Giants, but more than likely it's the Dodgers. How much fun was that as a fan to watch? That's, well, that's a lot of fun. For me. <laughs> that's a lot of fun, man. It, and, it, and again, I'm well, you know, I'm going to be honest here. I'm not the number one baseball fan. We've talked about this before I'm, I'm really starting to really get into the game because i i'm understanding it more um and again I, I understood the game of baseball but now i'm understanding the tactics i'm understanding the chess match that goes on because i've been playing the video game and and i'm like oh i guess this is what the managers have to do oh i guess this is what the pitcher has to do and the catcher um so i'm loving that stuff um it's exciting it's really really exciting because yeah i'm a cardinals fan Watching the team rally together like that and play some exciting baseball, just crushing it. O'Neal, just just slugger, just nailing them. I mean, this is some pretty awesome stuff, especially for the city and for fans who are watching the game, youth watching the game. Um, we just need to we just need to maybe write a letter, get a petition or something, get some of these major league baseball players to help us out when it comes to watching the game. Yeah. So it's exciting, man. I'm 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 hopeful. I'm most definitely hopeful. I hope they keep this thing going, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. We will see. So we are Untapped Keg Sports. Find us at Untapped Keg everywhere. Every Friday podcast comes out on your podcast platform of choice. Find us at YouTube, Untapped Keg. Uh, you can check out our Sunday show about sobriety and mental health, talking about mine and Monsters. Uh sobriety journeys mental health Indeed. around that around life where can they find you months yeah you guys can find me at montable 28 on twitter montable on instagram untapped cake pages as well we got some exciting guests coming up guys um so we're we're, we're excited we're, we're almost definitely excited so we Very appreciate exciting. you guys tuning in and uh please keep please keep tuning in send us questions topics what have you and we'll get back to you where can they find you Arjun? uh you can find me at it's trickster itz the i is a one in trickster 
and uh, untapped keg everywhere. Look us up. Join us for Sunday. We're going to have Amelie back. Amelie of the Indeed. Sea. Anybody who was there for the first one is going to enjoy this one. It was. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for this one. I've just been jacked the entire time, and uh, yeah. yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Please join us on Sunday morning at 10 Eastern time, nine Central, and uh, you'll be in for a treat. You will be in for some. Um, chicken noodle soup for your soul mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. it, you're gonna have a, a warm feeling for sure so <clears throat> thank you for joining us part of the believe podcast network untapped tech sports like subscribe share it thank you so much As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.